This is a Pele Media Podcast. Aloha, Ghostbusters Minute listeners, and welcome to the March 2019 bonus episode of Ghostbusters Minute. I know we've got a lot of these things. We've got one more after this one, and we thank everybody for listening to these. We really do hope you've enjoyed these. We were able to put together these bonus episodes because of the generous donations of our Patreon supporters back when Pele Media still had a up-and-going Patreon. Um, in the future, you may know by now that we have a couple of new Movies by Minute podcasts that are going to be coming out soon uh but we don't not we do not intend to start the patreon back up uh we did it at that point in time to kind of get the funding going to start our studio and now we have our studio up and running we don't need anything else and we're just happy to have your support as a listener and we do hope you enjoy this episode today by the way i'm kyle and my brother brady and i will be talking about our top three gadgets from the ghostbusters universe one of the things we love about the ghostbusters universe is kind of the blue collar held together by duct tape nature of the aesthetic and the uh toys that the boys and the Ghostbusters were able to put together there and we both found three that we loved a lot and are able to chat about here on the show so we hope you have as much fun listening to this as we did making it folks we will be back in April of 2019 for our final Ghostbusters Minute podcast episode we hope that you enjoy it and again uh, keep your ear out we should be announcing what shows we are doing in 2019 very soon in fact we're probably already recording or maybe even done recording those shows by this point in time so maybe we'll have a little bit of a sample there for you it is uh something we hope you think we think and hope you will enjoy so keep an eye out for that and again let's go ahead and get into this week's excuse me this month's episode top three gadgets of the ghostbusters universe everybody take care we'll see you again in april Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute Super Bonus Patreon Edition. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we are going to be talking about some of those awesome gadgets that the Ghostbusters make, and basically a list of our top three apiece uh, Ghostbusters gadgets. How are you doing on this Saturday, Brady? Doing great. This is a really cool topic that you came up with. I'm, I'm really excited about this one. We had, a, we had a lot of fun a couple weeks ago doing the top ten uh, Ghostbusters villains, and we figured we'd try to revisit it, but this time be on the good guy's side. And, uh, you know, we could have done like top Ghostbusters, but it's a little yeah. bit obvious that, I mean, how do you not make Peter Venkman number and one? What really sucks is that, yeah, right, um, is that you came up with this idea for like a countdown, like a top, you know, three, top five, whatever. This is our second to last Patreon episode, and we're only right. just now coming out with that idea. So Yeah. Well, you know what? There was uh, a lot of fun stuff that we had to record <laughs> and uh, a lot of cool stuff. I mean, I'm glad we did an episode on the Monster Squad. I'm glad we did our top ten villains. I'm yeah, glad because we- this, this style could easily be worn out. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think also, I think we kind of came out the perfect amount. If we had like two more of these Patreon episodes to do, I think we probably would mm-hmm. kind of be stretched yeah, really thin I'm about what we're topics. doing. So, but yeah. And, you know, we may continue the Patreon episode on to a degree. I think we're going to have, after our final episode goes, we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about the future of Ghostbusters Minute and what that holds for both you and I and, and for the listeners and the Patreon supporters and everybody out there. But right now, we're here to talk about our top three Ghostbusters gadgets. So, Brady, I'm going to go ahead and start with you on this. Give me. <coughs> your number three Ghostbusters gadget and tell me why it's important to you. Okay. So I was going to, uh, you know, I started off thinking like kind of the, the obvious things like the proton pack, the PKE meter, uh, the raised goggles. And then I started thinking the trap, the ghost trap. That's always been one that I thought was kind of cool. And so I was looking at pictures online and something that I was kind of consistently seeing was the toy of the ghost trap from the real Ghostbusters cartoon. And I, it sent me on this little thing. I was like, you know what? That uh, toy line had all kinds of cool gadgets. I'm going to do all of mine on gadgets from the toy line. Awesome. So none of mine are from the movie. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. cool. And so um, Very cool. the uh, first one that I have is the Ghost Trap. 
Uh, which was such a cool design, and uh, it looks more or less exactly like the one in the movie. It's kind of, kind of like a more like a blue color to it, but mm-hmm. um, it was on wheels, so you could throw it out. It would spin across the floor, probably about like six feet, and then the uh, uh, the pedal on it you would step on, and it would it was air powered. It would shoot up shoot air up through the cord, and then blow the doors of the trap open. Very cool. It was very cool, and it would even hang on the proton pack toy. It had like a little slot, and you could put it back on there. Yeah, because one of the things from the from the Rogue Ghostbusters cartoon was that they would pull it off of the backpack itself, off the proton pack, yeah. and slide it across the floor. I don't remember where we actually see Ray pull it from. From the I, they hung from their belts in the movie, didn't I, th- they? I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he pulls it off his belt and throws it. But it was very cool, grabbing it off the back and throwing it across the floor motion. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my personal memory of this was, uh, I, I don't know what the hell this thing was, but it was some kind of like little modeling show for kids that my mom put me and little brother Jamie in. Oh, God. Yeah, and I can't remember, it was like for Young Fashions or something like that. I just remember like walking around this uh, big hotel room with all these people, uh, all these adults looking at me wearing these like suspenders. It's one of those memories you have when you're a little kid that were you only have Were these adults like wearing of? masks and there was like a man uh, chanting right. in the background? <laughs> yeah. No, I think I know the event you were talking yeah. about. That was probably the Bunny Hop uh, children's fashion event and that happens in the spring where they dress little kids up. Yeah. It's something that goes yeah, on yeah, here. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's charity fundraiser type thing. So well, just to let everybody know, <laughs> Brady wasn't being paraded around in front of cult members uh, Eyes Wide Shut style. He was in that a, a is... chi- children's fashion show. Correct. So how does that fit into the so, story? Yeah, right. <laughs> let me get into that real quick. So I was doing that, and then uh, Jamie was as well, and because we had behaved well, Mom was like, okay, I'm taking you guys to Toys R Us, and you can get whatever you want, and I remember getting the ghost trap. So you were baited uh, into good behavior by being uh, promised a toy. Exactly, yeah. It still remains the same to this day. So anyway, that's that's my number (laughs) one uh, Ghostbusters gadget and it is coming from the uh toy lines so. yeah yeah so the toy version of the uh the ghost trap so yeah. why not the ghost trap for the movie is there a big difference between the two um, for you yeah you know i think it was the the fact that you could you had this one and you could hold it and it was yours and you were a ghostbuster now tangible. because of that mm-hmm. yeah, it was tangible and uh that gave it some like a very special quality yeah um and that's something that uh this the Ghostbusters toy line did a really good job of. Yeah, it was almost like junior cosplay for kids. And I will say it's yeah. very cool to have the the action of stepping on it and then having mm-hmm. the trap blow open was very yeah. very cool. I mean, it's like you know you're I mean, you can use your imagination for the ghosts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but having the proton pack and having the uh, the ghost trap were, yeah. were two very important aspects of playing Ghostbusters as a kid. That's right. Well, what about yours? What's number three? So my number three is going to be from the 2016 Ghostbusters Answer the Call movie. Now, mm-hmm. this is not really a Ghostbusters gadget so much as it is a gadget in the movie. Now, if you remember when we did our top ten Ghostbusters villains a couple weeks ago, my number five on my list was Rowan. Rowan North from yeah. the new movie. Well, my number three gadget in the movie is going to be Rowan's ghost bringer ah, devices. Very which cool. You don't really know what they are when you first see them mm-hmm. in the movie. You see it in that uh, manner that the ghost is is at. Rowan has built these devices to lay across ley lines across New York City to stir up psychokinetic energy and then bring ghosts into our reality. So uh, the first one you see in the movie, it's very ominous when it's shown. It's got this really cool purple light, and I love the way that they yeah, look. They're like yeah. steampunky, kind of like somebody built them out of parts that they found somewhere. Not a scientist making some... Well, I mean, I guess technically a scientist, but more like a mechanic just pulling pieces together yeah. of like found material and making these things. So, but not overly so. No, no, yeah. you're right. Not overly so, but it's you, you see them at several points of the movie, and you, you, you identify that it's there, it's doing something, and then a ghost shows up. So you figure mm-hmm. the two must be related somehow. But the movie doesn't really go into a lot of detail about how the device actually works yeah. or Rowan's scientific history. We just know that he's a very smart guy, you know? Which is something the original Ghostbusters didn't do. It would give you these awesome pieces
pieces of hardware and gadgets and everything like that, and maybe a little bit of explanation about it, and enough for you to figure out how it works, and then that's it. They leave it alone. Right, right. Uh, no, that is very, I know exactly what you're talking about. Those are very cool. But I like the, the, the purple glowing lights on the inside. I like the way the device looks. I like how it's just kind of like when Patty sees the subway ghost, the guy who was in the electric chair, she kind of, there's one just sparking off the wall on the side and there's no real attention drawn to it, but it feeds in later whenever you see his lost souls, uh, chamber underneath the, the uh, Mercado hotel that he has built. It all has the same consistent look to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like all the stuff that Ghostbusters have built in that movie looks like it's, uh, you know, it's, it's consistent in its own appeal and this is something that I've heard that I don't know if they did this on this movie but sometimes when you want to have two sides of something like a good side and a bad side or something like that hire different production designers to come up with both of the sides so in Alien Ridley Scott hired Mobius to design right. all the human stuff and he hired H.R. Giger to design all of the uh, the alien uh, stuff, you know, the space yeah. jockey and all that stuff. So when the two came together, they had a real clash of styles. When the Ghostbusters show up at the very end to confront Rowan, his entire room looks different than what they have. It looks like stuff that was just kind of made out of uh, stuff that he found around the hotel, you know, to, to develop and stuff like that. But I like it. Yeah. it it's different in its appearance than the stuff the Ghostbusters have. It's different in its purpose. And, uh, yeah, I just thought it was really cool that the bad guy had kind of his own ghost-bringing equipment. So, yeah, that's my number three is going to be Rowan's... Uh, I, they don't really have a name. It's just called Ghostly Device is the only thing I could find. So I like Rowan's Ghostly Devices. There so, you go. Yeah, what's your number two? <clears throat> so, like I said, again, this is coming from the Ghostbusters toy line. And this is one that is a little bit more obscure. It's the Ecto Goggles with the Ecto Popper. Ecto Goggles down! It's Marshmallow Man. Oh, I yeah. think I remember one of those. I don't remember the goggles. Right. Go ahead. Well, okay. So the cartoon uh, had kind of its own version of a lot of the gadgets from the movie. Like the PKE meter looked very different. Uh, it's it had these like weird like three things that spun. It was on like the top an antenna on top. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and so the cartoon and the toy line also had its version of Ray's uh, goggles from the movie, but again, it was very different looking. Well, these goggles had. Uh, they would strap to your head, and they had, like, tinted lenses. So it didn't really do a whole lot. It just kind of said, like, hey, this looks different, doesn't it, kid? And then on the side were these four foam uh, blocks, which were basically bullets that you could put into this little gun you had, which was kind of almost operated like a Nerf gun. You would pull the handle back and thrust it forward, and out would shoot one of those foam blocks, like uh, six feet or something like that, and would knock down a cutout... Uh, Mr. Stapoff or something that you would cut out of the back of the box of the toy. And, um, and it was, I don't know, it's a cool little, uh, you know, mix of two different things. Um, so you had like kind of two toys in one. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, one. it was very cool. I remember the ghost popper was uh, now it had like little targets you could set up and shoot at, right? That yeah, you could you could maybe even use on your ghost trap if you had it all at the right place. But uh, yeah, it was very cool how they had. They are kids' versions of the stuff from the movie, or yep. actually from the cartoon, which were taken from the movie. But the, all the, the consistency of the stuff in the kids' line or the toy line, it looked like the stuff from the cartoon. It yeah. looked like over-exaggerated and uh, kind of like cartoony versions of stuff. I mm-hmm. really like that about it. So, yeah. yeah. All right, well, my number two is also going to be from the Ghostbusters cartoon, and that's going to be the containment unit. From the cartoon. Oh, nice. Now, if you remember in the actual movie Ghostbusters, the containment unit was well, it really it really wasn't much to look at. In yeah. fact, I don't think they called it the containment unit. It was called the grid. Mm-hmm. It was just this box on a wall. You know, when you slide it in, the light is green, the trap is clean, or whatever. But there was not a lot of mention made of like what was going on there. It's just that's where the ghosts are held. They're stored there. In the Ghostbusters cartoon, 
the containment unit is this giant like stove looking thing. It looks like almost like a big boiler at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. You'd see of like a hotel or some large building or something like that. And the toy line version of it, uh, which came with the Ghostbusters firehouse, uh, looked like the one in the cartoon. It was really cool because there was a little slot on top you could open mm-hmm. and you could drop the ghosts that were busted in there. So uh, I love the look of it, but I love more so the idea that it was an alternate pocket dimension. Let's take all the stuff the Ghostbusters are making and how genius and brilliant is and put that to the side for a second and think Egon made another dimension. Yeah. He made a dimensional, he made a stargate. He made a, a gateway to get into another dimension to yeah. store all these ghosts. He made a a ghost prison and made another dimension to do that. The, the idea that he could make a pocket dimension like that himself mm-hmm. is just puts him on genius level of like no, no other character in fiction is as smart as that. There is an episode of the cartoon where Slimer goes inside of it, inside yeah. the grid or the dimension, whatever it is, and they show what's in there. And it's just basically giant void. This yeah. is giant like universe, space, endless, you know, thing that uh, where all the other ghosts are like floating around in. Yeah. Um, in the movie, whenever Walter Peck has the containment unit shut down, you know, the bricks start to fly out and right. there's light coming from behind the bricks and that's all you get to see of, of that dimension. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of crazy, man. That's that's where the movie really starts to enter some sci-fi yeah. level stuff. Some crazy, weird, alternate dimension sci-fi stuff. But, yeah. I, I, but I love the look of it from the cartoon. It looks, mm-hmm. it's big and it's imposing and you understand that there's some there's something in there, but you don't know what it is. Do the ghosts shrink down and they're stored yeah. inside there? But it, no, it's really like a Stargate almost to another place in, in time. So, But I, I, I love the design of it. I love the idea that this is where all the ghosts are held. And then, of course, they can bust out just like any bad guy could, you know, Batman's guys could bust out of Arkham Asylum and he could have to deal with them again. We have a place where the ghosts are held and they could become a menace again at some point if somebody yeah. shuts that thing down. It's so. so cool, too, that the cartoon doesn't exactly fit in with the canon of the film, but it still addresses the film on, right, yeah. on some you know strange ways. And I think that Egon even makes a point to say that he had to redesign the containment. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, exactly. why it looks different on the first because episode. Because it blew up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so... But it, uh, yeah, it's very cool. My number two is going to be the Ghostbusters containment unit. So awesome. it gets down to what is your number one? All right, the number one is the Ghost Zapper. Looks Which Ghost was Zapper? Yeah. What is that? Okay, so the real Ghostbusters toy line had a lot of different types of guns. I mean, there was the proton pack, and there was this little thing that like shot the foam, right. you know, blocks out and everything like that. Well, the Ghost Zapper was something that actually used uh, projection. It oh, had a okay. light within. I remember yeah, this. Yeah, it had a light within the gun <clears throat> that, when lit up, would uh, shine through a series of six uh, slides that you could slide in. And you could rotate those, and one of them would be like Stay Puff's face or something like that. Yeah. So depending on how far back you were from a surface, like a wall, uh, the thing could be giant. And what you would do is um, you could flip on a sound like on the side of the thing, and it would give you the sound of like, you know, as though you're zapping the ghost or whatever. And you could switch from slide to slide. One of them was Stay Puffed. One of them was uh, the Terror Dog. One was Gozer. So these were actually images and characters from the movie who, if I could be mistaken, I don't think appeared in the cartoon. I mean, I can remember being a kid and running through the, you know, dark hallways, shining this thing on the wall and, you know, zapping away at these things. So uh, it was pretty cool. It was very cool. And whenever you would adjust the slides, it would animate the faces of the uh, projections. So it would look like Gozer was screaming or something. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it was a very cool So it wasn't cool just going to be like Stay Puff looking at you, but it would animate to a point of him like grimacing in pain yeah, like exactly. at the very end of the movie. Okay, pretty, yeah. Pretty effective. I remember seeing this thing. I remember seeing commercials for it where kids would run around inside of a dark house where yeah. if you're going to be playing Ghostbusters, the best play to play it, uh, the best place to play it is probably going to be in like a darkened house. But uh, 
that kids would run around in, in, in dark hallways and stuff like that. And like, oh, there's a terror dog coming at me. But yeah, it's very cool. I didn't realize that it played sound effects, though. That's Yeah, that's and I mean, neat. there were simple little like, you know, bzz, you know stuff yeah. like that. But uh, still a very uh, advanced toy. It had a lot of stuff going on. You had the slides that would move. You had the sound effects. You had the fact that it was a you know projector. So, uh, yeah, it was very cool stuff. So before we get to our my number one here, let's talk about a couple of different things that didn't make the cut. Was there anything you were thinking about that didn't make it to this top three list? Uh, no, I did not have an honorable mention. Okay. I did have some finishing thoughts, but I'm going to let you go ahead and do your number sure, one. Sure, yeah. Well, let me just talk real quick. I wanted to talk a little sure. bit about like the slime throwers because I, I thought those were kind of cool. In yeah. Ghostbusters 2, the slime throwers are things that the Ghostbusters used to coat the inside of the Statue of Liberty with uh, pink slime in yeah. order to get it to, to dance around so your love is lifting me higher and walk through the New York Bay. But uh, I thought those were pretty cool. I, I really um, went down a rabbit hole of looking at the different iterations of Ectomobiles. So mm-hmm. the Ecto-1, the Ecto-1A, the Ecto-2, which would be the helicopter from the uh, cartoon series and toy line. And then the Ecto-Itchy. Did you, you ever seen the Ecto-Itchy? No, what is that? I'm not exactly sure what the Ecto-Itchy was supposed to be in the cartoon, but it was like a Japanese version of the Ecto-1. So Itchy, Itchy is, I think, one in, in Japanese is the number one. I, I so the Ecto-Mobile, the, or the Ecto-Itchy had like a samurai ghost on the front of it on the hood, and it was all open, and it looked like something out of an anime. And I don't know what it was involved with, if there was like a Japanese version of the Ghostbusters or ja- ja- a franchise in Tokyo that maybe came over or something, but there's a shot of the Ghostbusters standing outside of the Ecto-Itchy, and it is just a, a horrible-looking vehicle. Wow. It's all open air and like a uh, convertible and uh, it's just it's so weird looking i have to show you a picture of it when we're the done the toy here, line but... definitely had a lot of strange stuff there was like a toilet that when you press down on the yeah. toilet a tongue would shoot a tongue would shoot out of the toilet just like um you know, <coughs> like a, like a fancy japanese toilet yeah. yeah so since we're nearing the end of the show i gotta tell the story and i think i've told it on a previous episode but i'm not sure go so ahead I'm gonna go and tell it anyway there used to be a and b drugstore like not far from my house that's right and it was there for decades and uh, one time, like shortly before it closed, which was probably within the last 10 years I was in there and, uh, I noticed something kind of sticking off of the top of a shelf, like way up, like I'm talking like nine feet in the air and it just looked like it wasn't supposed to be up there. And I thought, I thought I saw like the side of the Ghostbusters logo. And I said, there's my brain's putting this together because it wants to see this right now. There's no way that's what that is. But I was like, well, let's see. I feel like climbing up there anyway. So I did. And I start to pull the box out. Sure enough, the Ghostbusters logo is slowly revealed. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so I climb up a little bit further, and I see that there's a whole stack of these toys, wow. boxes up there. And it was um, some kind of like Ghostbusters go-kart type thing. It was... Uh, I but, remember that. It yeah. was, did it have something like like almost like a pancake flipper, like a fly swatter that would flip ghosts up or something so, like yeah. that? Yeah. Or maybe it would grab ghosts. Maybe and that's what it was. You could sit the action figures on it. But th- I mean, these things were covered in a thick layer of dust obviously because they had probably been sitting up there for like 20 years (laughs) and so i got it down and was like i gotta see what happens with this took it over to the register and the the poor girl working there was like this is not in our system believe it or not sir i have no idea what what the hell this is and i was like well is there any way you can like ring me up and i i know that i got this thing i remember you know buying it but i can't remember how they worked out how they sold it to me they might have just said like okay put five dollars down on the counter and leave but uh <laughs> that's what i would have done if i was the employee I'd be like hey you want all of them for 15 bucks yeah, you know? exactly. like, go ahead. Just get because them. i don't have to move them later yeah. But yeah it's crazy how sometimes in like storage like that you can put something up on like a tall shelf and it just it just it's lost to the ages yeah you know definitely um yeah. do you remember dearman's the restaurant i, I do. think it's still here yeah are it closed and reopened anyway 
So basically, it was uh, it was a uh, soda jerk, uh, soda fountain type fifties burger diner yeah, that just stuck around. That stuck around. It had been there for years, and it was also a drugstore. Well, they had aisles because it was run by some old man, I guess, Mister Deerman, uh, who just. Didn't he was so old? Like he didn't know how to do inventory or anything like that, and I don't think he really had a staff that could do that. So I used to go just explore all the aisles in this place because it was a big place, and you would find like um, little pamphlets and things like that that had probably been in there for like forty years and still had advertising and yeah. designs on them that that would date back to you know so long ago. And one time I found a uh, you know deep and back in one of the aisles underneath a bunch of other stuff whatever a bunch of old like batman action figures from like like classic batman action really? figures yeah wow and uh i i don't remember if i got tried to get any or not but it was still so cool that like some of the stuff was just it, no one ever moved it. Yeah, every they had a comic rack there, and every now and then I would find things from like the Secret Wars, like prints that had just been put there, and like nobody touched them for like uh, ten years or whatever. Yeah. But uh, several times I would just kind of like go looking through their comic racks and find a gem. But uh, but yeah, well I'm going to get on to my number one of Let's the three gadgets. It. Uh, it is going to be the PKE meter, the nice. very first piece of ghost busting equipment that you do see in the movie. The first thing they made is the PKE meter, and the reason that I chose it wasn't so much because it's a cool piece of equipment. I, I do like its design how the little wings go out on the side and everything, but how it's used in the story. It's used as a device to tell you when something spooky is about to happen. Mm-hmm. The Ghostbusters, you never pull out a PKE meter and don't get nervous because yeah. it's the thing that's going to tell you like where the ghost is. So you're you know, moving it around to figure out. Like when Egon and Vankman and Ray are walking down the stacks of books and he's holding it out in front of himself and then the wings pop up yeah. on the side, you're, it raises the tension of yeah, what's going it's on. Eerie. Screen. Yeah. yeah, and then the Ghostbusters uh, 2009 video game, It's you. the PKE meter is used a lot in kind of these um, hot and cold, like... Uh, like uh, find find something. I don't know what the, what the game is called. Where like a hide and seek or something like that. Where there's something hiding. A ghost is hiding somewhere, and you have to find it. So you pull out the PKE meter. The goggles drop down, and in on the screen is the PKE meter moving around a room, trying to figure out like where the spooky thing is. So you're basically walking around in the 3D space, trying to figure it out. And every time you do that, it makes you very nervous. So I like the PKE meter not only because I love its design, I love the sound effect on it and everything, but also its use in the movie, which is to ramp up tension. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, I do have a couple of more notes here because Go for it. in doing this, this is such a cool uh, idea that you came up with for this because it really sent me down this like, uh, I don't know, strong, like just nostalgic trip, which yeah. is, you know, uh, not something you always want to talk to someone about because it's really something that only appeals to you. But this is a Ghostbusters Patreon episode and I'm pretty sure the subscribers are, you know, into this kind of stuff. But um, I looked up, uh, I had to look up like pictures of all these things to make sure I was talking about the right stuff. And in doing that, I found a YouTube channel or not a channel, but all of these old commercials for the toys on YouTube. And, um, it just really made me miss the eighties because you had, you would just always see commercials for toys. And I guess it was like the channels you were watching Nickelodeon, they would play stuff like that. But, uh, all of these like really, really well-produced commercials where kids were walking around with the you know, proton packs and PKE meters and everything. And then uh, you would see them um, in the jumpsuits. Now, this whole line of toys, they had everything. They had the proton packs, the trap. They had all the action figures, all the ghosts. They had the buildings, everything. But they, you could never find a jumpsuit. Right, Like yeah, the, yeah. the most obvious piece of Ghostbusters um, equipment. Anything, <laughs> yeah, is the jumpsuit. And I never knew them to be available anywhere and nowadays you can go into a costume shop and see them regularly available but i remember back in the day being a kid and you could never find one it was you know frustrating but uh another thing that was cool about um these commercials was 
toy marketing. Now, I remember going to a marketing class with you when you were in college. Uh And there was an interesting point that the guy made about how when you're watching like a commercial for action figures or something, they'll have the action figures set up in like a little um, environment that would be real to make it look like, I don't know, a little bit more realistic as opposed to some kid just playing on a floor. Uh, If you look back at like... um, I don't know. I, I can't really think of any examples. But so they would on, have like GI Joe commercials, but the GI, the kids would be playing like outside, yeah, like, like in grass, torn, like yes. and there's like a yeah. stream coming by and stuff yeah, like exactly, that. Yeah, exactly. Whereas most of the time you're playing like on on a floor with a dirty carpet that needs to be cleaned. Yeah, yeah. So um, I thought that was interesting. Just you know, as an adult now, you notice stuff like that and you yeah. see how they use that to help sell this stuff to kids. Well, you know, during the '80s too was a time for deregulation in a lot of the stuff too. So you could have. Uh, uh, cartoons that were nothing more than a commercial to get kids invested in toys. The whole G.I. Joe and Transformer yeah. toy lines were sold because there were cartoons made about them. This was uh, something you don't see it a lot anymore because it was it was not good to do to try to sell these kids. <laughs> yeah. the inter- entertainment and uh, commercialization were like the same thing. So, But uh, yeah, we don't get a lot of that anymore, but I do kind of miss it. I do kind of miss it because it is kind of cool to go on YouTube and look at these things and see yeah. how awesome they were. But it's like, wow, those kids had all that time to build these sets that they're playing around with. <laughs> like, wow, what a bunch of creative kids. Yeah. If they had the time to build like an actual street to bust ghosts on that look like right. New York City, they'd be able to entertain themselves they wouldn't need ghostbusters toys so yeah uh, but exactly. yeah well this has been a really fun trip this uh, was had fun. a lot of fun kind of like looking back over these gadgets and trying to figure out what we wanted to do and i think we had a pretty good variety of them so folks if you have a gadget out there that you think we missed and was really cool please do send us an email at ghostbusters minute at gmail.com we'd love to talk about it and hey we got one more show to, uh one 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 more patreon That's show that true. we have scheduled so uh we'll be talking about the future of the show in future episodes so keep an eye out for that but uh this enters our next last week of Ghostbusters Minute. That is true. Next Monday, the day after tomorrow, uh, after the show drops, is going to be the first of our five kind of exit week on Ghostbusters. So do you feel uh, sad about that? I do. But, you know, it's like we said a couple times now, we've got Jurassic Park Minute up and running, and that's, uh, you know, so much fun. And it's been a hell of an experience. It really has. And I think... Um, it couldn't be quite what it is without the Patreon subscriptions. Yeah, I mean, no, we, Patreon we were, supporters have made this possible. Yeah, absolutely. We were able to like up the standards of recording and everything uh, because of subscription funds and everything. So th- this show would be lacking in quality if it wasn't for the, the subscribers and the supporters. Absolutely. We hope we've really entertained you guys. We're going to have an awesome show next week. Make sure to stay tuned because oh, yeah. we'll probably be dropping on Wednesday what that's going to be. And it's something that uh, some people have been asking about. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, all right, folks. Well, everybody have a great weekend. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here to remind you that death is but a door, time a window. We'll be back.